We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Hello, and welcome into the Wednesday edition of the Pack a Day Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dusty Evely. With me is Steve Perhatch, and welcome back to Sarah Keller, who's been gone for a couple of weeks. We are back again for one week, and then Steve's going to shuffle off and do stuff for a while. But for one week, we're all all back together. Um, what we hope is that we're not too nice to each other, because usually we have this kind of grace period when we're all three back. So we're going to see what we can do to start some fights. But that's enough of that. Steve, how are you? I'll talk to Sarah in a little bit because we'll get her we'll get her caught up. But Steve, you're getting ready to go away for a little bit. How you doing, man? We got one game left of the preseason here. Training camp ends tomorrow, today, I guess technically. How you doing, man? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little stressed out, you know, the pre-vacation planning. So taking the kids in an RV for a week over to Mount Rushmore and a couple other spots in between there. So should be fun, but I've got a day of work tomorrow and then uh, some shopping and stuff to get ready for, but uh, ended up going up to Lambo on Saturday with both the kids. That was a lot of fun. Um, we left at about halftime, just, you know, my son's five and big crowds, lots of clapping. He wasn't the biggest fan, but <laughs> I will let you guys know that he was a big fan of the pro shop. Uh, both both <laughs> kids were really Smart big thing. fans of the pro shop. So that was our first stop, and we uh, I had to watch a couple of Jordan Love's throws on the TV in the pro shop because we were still shopping. <laughs> so made it up in time for the TV throw, which was cool. Nice. 
saw uh, saw Durs make his 50-plus yard field goal, but apparently has not been doing so well since. Um, but, yeah, overall, it was a lot of fun. Like, we had a great time. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to the podcast and then uh, some vacation. If you're going to pick some throws to miss, Steve, he started off a little rocky. So I think missing the first few and catching the last few is probably the way to go. Sarah, you've been gone for a couple of weeks. You've been gallivanting around the world. How are you? Welcome back. How was your trip? Are you excited to be back? And what have you thought about the Packers so far? Yeah, so I was in Hawaii for a wedding, but made it into a vacation. And then uh, that was last week, the week before I just had a work event. But the trip was great. I had an awesome time. Definitely a, a new experience for me and quite the time change. So that was an adjustment, not necessarily um, an adjustment like I couldn't sleep or I was exhausted all the time, but I really did not like being six hours behind like everyone <laughs> I knew. Um, when I'd wake up, their day was practically over and I just felt like I was <laughs> missing out on something even though I wasn't. I'd go and have a full day and do a lot of cool things, but I'm, I would much rather be six hours ahead and be ahead of people when they wake up rather than waking up and being like, oh, it's three o'clock where most of my friends and family are. Um, but so that was a little weird. But other than that, the trip was awesome. I had a great time. I, I did try to check in with Packers preseason shenanigans when I could. Um, and it seemed like, you know, things are continuing to progress there and which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, but it was a nice break. You know, I, I took a full week off, which I haven't done in, in quite some time. So it was nice, you know, not to be working. I wasn't checking my email or responding to anything. So it was truly a time to disconnect. And uh, I feel very refreshed and kind of ready to tackle the fall now. That's awesome. Um, I wish I was able, I was ready to tackle the fall because it's been like 95 and some odd degrees. And hey, it's also hot in Green Bay. So hot, in fact, that the last practice of training camp, which is happening today, has been bumped to 11 a.m. because it's going to be around 100 north of 100 in Green Bay. So if you're going to practice today, <laughs> dress cool, man. Dress cool, but that has been moved up to 11. Uh, and we're heading towards the last preseason game here. We've the big news from today, and we'll get we'll get thoughts on this. The big news from today, Rashawn Gary, the absolute freak show that he is, back in team practice today. What do we think this means in terms of do we think this means he's playing week one? I doubt this this next preseason game, but what do we think about week one and just do we just want to marvel at Rashawn Gary for a little bit? Sarah, what are your thoughts on Gary making his way back to the field this quickly? Yeah, I was so happy to see this. I think it's something we've all been waiting for, and it maybe even came a little sooner than we expected. Um, but when I checked my phone and saw this today, I was over the moon. Obviously, he's the guy on defense, and to, to have him back uh, potentially, you know, week one, even if it's limited or just you know early into the season, I, I think is is huge and. Uh, Jerry Alexander said it best. He said a healthy Rashawn Gary is like Superman in his opinion. And I think we can all agree that just the way that he's progressed throughout the last couple of years and there's so much potential there and the injury was such a bummer. It would truly was heartbreaking. So uh, it seems like he's Superman in the ACL recovery department too, because it's pretty fast and you know, the Packers are conservative all the time about injuries. So if they feel like Hey, he's you know healthy enough to be able to go out there and at least participate somewhat um, in team drills and and look pretty good doing it. Then that must mean he's really on the right track. 
Steve, where are you at? Do you anticipate like maybe a slow ramp up if he is out there week one? Or do you think we're going to see maybe 100% Rashawn Gary just man on leash from from the jump here and uh, start the regular season? I would expect limited snaps, but 150% from those snaps. <laughs> That's a good point. That, yeah. that is my expectation. Like the dude is just unhinged when it comes to his worth, work ethic and, and everything. Like you see the training videos and, you know, he, may, he might not be Superman, but he, like he calls himself Bane, and so you know, like that crazy masked man is coming back. Like, even if he's there for just a few, you know, first downs and then targeted pass plays, uh, yeah, absolutely, bring it on. Like, I would, I would anticipate Green Bay being Green Bay that they're going to try to play him slowly, and he's going to be pushing the coaches more and more and more every single day being like, no, I'm good to go. Nope. I'm good to go. until they kind of like meet somewhere in the middle. I can't remember exactly how many he played, but I, I almost think it's like the, you know, Khalil Mack when he, when he did his first game with the bears, well, Sarah, you were there. That was the money game. Uh, I think he was out there <laughs> mainly for third downs. I think he played what, 15, 20 snaps that game. <laughs> my knee. That's what we call it. Things to That's refer- the game, right? There's just so many things that happened in that game, and it's the money game. You knew what it was. Well, we all knew what it was. It was just it wasn't the my knee. It was the money. Money. My my brain went blank. I was trying to think like was that the it was the Randall Cobb again game? Like it could go by a ton of different names, but I think Mac was mainly a third round rusher, like 15, 20 snaps. Like that seems probably the plan, but. Yeah, if he if he was fighting trainers and like I'm going out there for eighty percent of the snaps, that also wouldn't shock me. Uh, so we just we talked about a guy we're excited about. Uh, we mentioned it earlier. We talked about this before, Steve. Where are we unders right now? Where are we unders? <laughs> he was what? Sarah, I don't know if you still have it pulled up. He was uh, two yeah, for six today. I think. I think he two missed two six. wide left, two wide right. Right. He made a. Uh extra point he missed 45 wide left made 47 then missed 51 wide right 52 wide right and 53 wide left so we don't need to spend a lot of time on this because we have touched on this before but uh let's give one word reactions um steve i want you to give me a one word reaction to at some point this year when he blows a game how are you you know keep it clean i don't don't want to do the side with something like what's your what's going to be your reaction give me max of three words i guess when he inevitably blows a game this year or even just now what's your reaction now to heading into the season with him blowing a game like missing the final kick of the game or something or missing six kicks to blow a game (laughs) (laughs) what the above (laughs) Uh, um I assume it will be uh, I'd drop an MFer and then okay. like you know take us one of like the soft the soft like uh, baseballs that my kids have and just chuck it against the wall maybe that makes sense that makes sense yeah. Sarah you got anything loaded up for this call me up that's three words <laughs> because... yeah. ACL strong <laughs> yeah because it's not good and I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt because you know me I'm misses it's just preseason it's just camp like things can always improve now this is not good this is trending in the wrong direction um and it the thing is if he had an off day here and there and everyone overreacted to it okay but this is now consistent misses um and it's pretty concerning and yeah like Steve said I might throw something against the wall or or yell really loud or, or just be shock and sadness that I'll just kind of crumble into my couch and, and disappear. Um, but yeah, this is starting to become worrisome for me. 
because it was like it was all ride wide right and he was missing the first mm-hmm. couple and then it was like then he settles in and then i think was it that first preseason game he had his first three and then missed his next two and now he's missing just all over the place and they're wide left and wide right i think i'm just gonna just wander around saying i knew it i knew it yeah like he had those bad practices and i kind of said okay you know we'll see and then he played decent in the first preseason game and i'm like all right see everybody was overreacting and now i'm not so sure about that no all right, we have one one minor uh, news, and then we'll talk about the kind of preseason getting to questions here, is that the Packers have released Jake Hansen. Uh, I think a lot of people are excited about this. Uh, there was oh, a wave, yeah. wave with an injury designation, I believe, and they called up or they signed uh, Elijah Hamilton, cornerback, six-foot-one cornerback out of Louisiana Tech. Uh, you're not going to believe this, but profiles mainly <laughs> as a special teamer. <laughs> Does he have a good Raz? Not that shocks anyone. I actually did not look up his Raz. He's 6'1, wow. 211. Uh, did not look up his Raz. I apologize. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to limp it, Steve, and say yes. I'm going to say north of 8.7 will be my guess right now. Um, that's our, that is the news for today. We have, a, we have a preseason game remaining coming up this weekend. Uh, as we've kind of been doing, again, once we settle in the regular season, we're going to have the offense versus the defense. But right now, it's just. Listen, we got one preseason game left. What are we looking at? What's one thing we're looking for from either the offense or the defense, and whether that's a player or not, uh, this game? Sarah, start with you. What's one thing you're keeping an eye on this preseason game? Yeah, for me, it's just continuing to watch the offensive line. I think there's been a lot of shuffling there, and we actually have a few questions about this, so we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit more detail. But I really think what we see in this last preseason game may indicate what we're going to see in week one. Um, it's, there's been a lot of shuffling throughout camp and throughout, um, this preseason and it has a lot of people talking. It's, it's certainly, you know, of course, from the outside looking in, everyone thinks the conversation is about Jordan love and it is a storyline, but I think for people that really follow the team and and closely kind of keep an eye, the offensive line has been a storyline as well. Um, so I'm just going to be keeping an eye on that, you know, seeing who's out there, what kind of changes, how many, you know, if they, if they do put out who we think are going to be the ones for at least a few, you know, snaps here and there. How long do certain players stay out there? Um, who's where? Um, you know, there's some locks in that, obviously, but I think, you know, that middle third is a little questionable at times of what they're going to do. So that's what I'll be looking for. That's a good one. I know running and taking snaps at center was like, I did not see this coming. So I'm excited <laughs> to see what they do. Steve, what's one thing you're looking for this, this third preseason game? Just as a note, uh, Elijah Hamilton, sub-9 Raz score. What was it? 8.79. Oh, did I say north of 8.7? Oh, man. Uh-huh. All right, just uh-huh. barely. Just You're barely. right there. You're right there. Almost like you know this team, Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> or he saw it before and it just clicked in his mind. I did sure, not. sure, sure, sure. Um, Enough about I, me, Steve. What about you? <laughs> what about you? What are you interested in, Steve? <laughs> I mean, honestly, finding out Jordan Love's going to play, I think it's you want to see the continuation of the progression of him. And I'm sure Dusty might talk about this a little bit more in detail uh, and more, you know, interestingly than I can. But, I mean, the kids look good. And, you know, you you kind of want to see – we all know that there's going to be vanilla defenses. We know that's what's happening. But if they are vanilla defenses, I want to see him score touchdowns on them. And that's what he's doing. And so the, he's doing everything that you want – He's making good plays. He's making good reads. So I want to see that continue. If they're going to play him against a first-string defense, let's see what he continues to do. And, it's, you know, 
going to make me feel even better about the kid. I will say, I know there's a lot of talk about the vanilla defenses, which is true for most part. Pats were bringing stuff last week. They were bringing blitzes. They were spinning their safeties. They had guys mugging the A-gap. They had like the sim pressures in the A-gap and the dropping linebackers into different spots. Like the Patriots will seem to be actively working to fool Jordan Love this past week. And he still did well, which was encouraging. But uh, yeah, I'm excited about Love. Um, Honestly, I think I've seen about enough uh, from him in the preseason. I'm excited to see him again in the preseason. But I feel like I feel like we've at least I've learned what I can learn from him, and I just want to see him in the regular season. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. I'll say that not to step on a point that well probably could bring up later, but I will. I want to see something from Devontae Wyatt, man. Like he, there was nothing but talk from him in training camp about how he was blowing everything up. He hasn't done much of anything so far, in, in not, and not to say that well, he won't do anything in the regular season. I just want to see something to get me hyped about Devontae Wyatt heading into the season. I want to see him wreck just, just like a couple people in the first quarter, wreck some plays, throw a man, you know, throw him in into the quarterback, do whatever you want to do. I want to see him knife him back in the line because we really just haven't seen stuff from him. So that's kind of my guy. I just, I'm looking at Devontae Wyatt just. Make me excited. I, I know he doesn't need to do that, um, but I'm that. That's kind of what I'm. I'm looking for right now is Devontae Wyatt. Um, so yeah, we've got that coming up this weekend. We're all excited. Pre the preseason coming to a close just means the regular season is right around the corner, which is awesome. Um, as we always do, we ask for your guys' questions. As you always do, you deliver. We got a ton. We can't answer all of them this week. Sorry, because we got so many. But uh, we will. We'll try to get to as many as we can. So Sarah, what do we got this week? Yep. Uh, first question is from Mike Kawano. He wants to know, what have you been more impressed by so far through two preseason games? Love's big play throws or Love's ability to avoid forcing bad throws? So, Steve, why don't you start with this one? Can I cheap out and say both? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. honestly, it's, I, I guess if you're if, if I'm more surprised about anything, it's you know, him, like him responding one under pressure. That was one thing that we hadn't really seen a lot of. Um, and I just wanted to, like, I remember, I think before preseason even started, it was, that was one of the things I was looking for. Maybe a bet was the first preseason game of what happens when he's under fire? What happens when, you know, he's got an actual NFL defensive line coming at him full force, middle linebackers or strong safeties coming in for a blitz? Like, how does he respond? And he seems to be doing really well. And so, I guess out of those two, like you always, like we always knew he had the arm talent. So I guess I'd be a, a, I'm a little more surprised that with the, you know, dealing with, with pressure type of situations. Yeah. I think from it's, for me, it's, it's, I guess it's avoiding bad decisions. And as a way to say, like just his decision-making in general has just been, I think just top notch. I think they're two games. Uh, the only decision I think I really have an issue with is I think it was his first throw this past week that that one to Deguara that he kind of forced and threw up high and that's one like everything else was covered there was nowhere else to go for that ball that's just one th- you got to throw it away and that's one thing like is is he do they tell him in the preseason don't throw it away try to make a play happen like maybe that's just something in the preseason but that's like the only decision where it's like I wish he would have thrown it away not that I wish he would have thrown it to someone else because there's no one else but his decision making which has been such a big such a big thing I think his you know his footwork his mechanics all of that stuff have been clean and good but his decision making the way he's able to like I said like the Patriots were throwing stuff at him they were making him progress the reads they were they were forcing him to move off of what he wanted to do. they did 
I, I mean, especially, well, I'd say especially, it was the entire game. You had like, what, nine dropbacks. They want to take away the middle of the field because they were, that's what the, the Packers were trying to do. They're trying to get some of those easy completions to the short middle, the intermediate middle of the field. Patriots took that away. And so they made Jordan Love make some secondary reads, make some harder throws. And I think he did that really, really well. So I think that's the thing that impressed me is how's that going to happen? And like you said, Steve, when the bullets are flying, Patriots were bringing pressure. He was making some big throws with, with free blitzers coming and he was still, because that's the one thing in the back of your mind. You had the Eagles game where he looked good. And then the year before that was that Chiefs game. We're like, well, we can just blitz him, and he's not going to know what to do. And so that's in the back of your mind. How is he going to handle it? And it's just preseason, but those were starting defenses. That was Bill Belichick calling the defense against us past week, calling actual defenses, bringing actual rushes, trying to mess with them, and he still was making good decisions. So to me, that's been, of everything, I think the most encouraging thing from love uh, so far this preseason. Yeah, I keep, and I, I've said this a few times, I keep thinking about what Schneidman said to us when he was on our show about a month ago. And he basically said, if love can not be the reason the Packers lose games, then that's kind of a success for him this year. Um, and that really resonated with me. And it, I think it's a really good philosophy to have and an outlook to have um, to evaluate his progress this year. Um, so for me, you know, it's his ability to avoid force in some of those bad throws though that's you know where you see quote unquote rookie mistakes and and people who are you know not as experienced and um maybe a little bit of nerves out there they're doing those kinds of things and they're turning the ball over and that can be crucial um and especially as we i know that there's hope that the packers defense will be better this year but if they're anything like they were last year that just can't happen you can't you know, keep the defense on the field for even longer and the offense needs to go out there and do their thing. So if Love can continue to be smart about what he's doing, avoid forcing some of those bad throws. I mean, he's had a great quarterback to learn from um, who was really good at doing that. So um, hopefully that that's something that we see continue. But um, for me, that kind of shows more of an advanced leadership and understanding of, of his role um, and not just trying to, you know, get the ball out to get the ball out. Our next question is from Ray Dempster. They want to know, would you rather the Packers keep two running backs and seven wide receivers or three running backs and six wide receivers? And who are you keeping in your preferred scenario? So Dusty, why don't you start us off? To the surprise of absolutely no one, I'm keeping seven wide receivers. Uh, I I really want to keep Emmanuel Wilson on the team. I, I do really like him. But there were, I think I had some issues, not necessarily some issues, but some questions about maybe how he could perform over over the course of an entire season because dude looked gassed in somewhat limited touches in a second preseason game. So I think maybe there's some conditioning stuff there before you really want to lean on that guy. And I would like to see him continue in Green Bay. But to me, I think it's more the question mark at the tight end position uh, that I think you're, you're going to want some pass catchers. And I know these guys are young, but you take your chance with some of those guys. You, I got, you know, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, Dontavian Wicks. I feel like those are like the four. Those are the main four. Then after that, I got Samari Torre, who has not been overly impressive so far in the preseason, but second year. And I think there's a role for him. Malik Heath, who I really, really like. And that's the guy that I'm kind of hinging this on as kind of the the bigger guy, the guy that could almost be like a hybrid tight end type of stuff that they had Lazard doing. Not that he's going to be Lazard right away, but the type of body that can do that. And then for seven would be someone like Grant DeBose or Cody Crest, or like the two guys who are like bottom of the roster, that seventh guy, just because I like I like what Crest has shown. I like the upside of DeBose. And then whichever one of those guys you don't keep, you, you throw the practice squad. Uh, and again, I think it's just for me, it's just I, I like that group. And I think there are some question marks at the bottom. And I 
overall right now, I think maybe Wilson might be the better chance, but I think based on how they've, based on how they constructed this and the questions at tight end, I just, I'd prefer to keep an extra pass catcher uh, rather than go running back. I really thought you would have went with three running backs. Almost did. Uh, no. Yeah, that, that would have been my guess. That's, I mean, to me, I feel like if you have three running backs, it gives you a little bit more versatility, and I'd probably go that way. Um, and kind of like I like your your wide receiver group that you had picked. So I would say with this, I, I would have said the top six you had were the top six I had, and I figured DeBose probably would be the guy that gets a practice squad would be my guess. Um, and then, I mean – I just think it, it, it'll be good for I mean, for the amount that the, the Packers like to switch in Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Like, I, I think you want to have some kind of backup on that level. Um, and I assume that they're going to find somebody on the waiver wire for a tight end that can catch some balls. So we'll see. I don't, I don't pretend to know enough about that type of decision-making. So I trust Dusty's answer more than mine. Alrighty, with that, we'll just go ahead and move on to the next question. And it is from Brian Hartstad. He says, welcome back uh, to me. Thank you, Brian. Uh, And then says, it's clear to many that the Packers are riding the youth they have to see what they've got. With the cutdowns coming from 90 to 53, do you see the Packers making pickups before the season? And then he asked, food question, nuts, chips, or pretzels? And instead, we're going to slightly tweak that. So it's start, cut, and sit correct mm-hmm. okay so dusty why don't you start with the food question first i'm gonna start pretzels i'm gonna sit nuts and i'm cutting chips which is a different answer than younger me would have given but that's where wow. i'm at in my life so i just i i just love pretzels man i just we keep pretzels in the house my kids love pretzels i just i i didn't realize how much i love pretzels um and for the the other question, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think like a bottom of the roster type, we know how Gutekinds like, likes to kind of turn that bottom of the roster. I don't think they're going to pick up any kind of like Sammy Watkins type guy, like a a vet that you hope is going to start. I think they're going to make some minor moves because he always does. But I, I'm i looking at this team. <laughs> Listen, man, if they're not looking to change the kicker, I don't think they're looking to make a whole lot of changes right now. I think the group is the group, unless there's a major injury and someone's out there that they can just grab. But I think it. I think some of it rides on if they extend Gary and they're able to free up some money, but I don't think they're in a position to make a big move right now. Uh, and I just, I, I don't think they're going to operate. I think they view this team as the team right now. So uh, smaller moves, but nothing major, I don't think. Hello, friends. First of all, I just want to say thank you for listening to and being a supporter of the Packaday podcast. You have all helped make Packaday one of the most downloaded sports podcasts in the world today. And I want to sincerely thank you for that. For those of you who don't know, Packaday is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. It's our partnership with Blue Wire that allows us to bring you this amazing Packers content 365 days a year. Blue Wire currently has over 300 shows with former athletes, celebrities, media professionals, and passionate fans like us. Over the past few years, they've raised over $10 million to grow and operate business and support podcasts like the Packaday Podcast. Now, Blue Wire is raising another round of funding by utilizing WeFunder. This funding will help support Blue Wire sales team and improve operations. This is giving everyone the opportunity to be a part of a growing company. This is not a donation. You are literally investing to own a piece of Blue Wire. A few years ago, I took the leap and started partnering with Blue Wire, and it was one of the best decisions that I've ever made. I'm hoping you'll consider doing the same. If you would like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. That's wefunder.com slash bluewire. And remember, supporting Blue Wire is another way to support the Packaday podcast and our Packaday podcast team. Thank you. 
Hello friends. As many of you know, a few years back, the Milwaukee Bucks were in the NBA finals and I desperately wanted to go to game six in Milwaukee to see them win the championship. As you can imagine, prices were insane and I kept going back and forth with different apps to try and find the cheapest tickets possible. I finally found them, clicked purchase, and of course they were gone. Goodbye game six of the NBA finals. Now, thankfully the day of the game, I was able to find a ticket, but the entire thing was so expensive and way too stressful. I really wish I could have simply used game time to alleviate all of the stress and all of the hassle. I've started using game time app for purchasing all of my tickets. And I wish I would have done so sooner from low prices to easy to find tickets to last minute ticket deals. The game time app is perfect for all of my ticket needs. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and so much more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code packaday for $20 off your first purchase. That's code P-A-C-K-A-D-A-Y. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PACKADAY for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think, uh, I, you know, to be to be different, I'm going to start the hybrid wide receiver tight end of peanuts and pretzels in the same bowl. That's going to be my start. I couldn't tell if you were <laughs> answering a football question. Or a question I, re- I really like this. Like I don't know where this is going. I'm in, yeah. but I like it. On but I toes. like it. <laughs> uh, and then I will sit chips and uh, yeah, go from there. So uh, yeah, I always like for some reason like the combination of peanuts and pretzels at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like just, just so good, just so good. And then, do I see them making pickups before season? Yeah, I see them being like one or two, like normal. There's going to be a waiver wire ad, I think, and a drop that we maybe don't see. But I mean, Gutekunst has always proven he's willing to tinker with the 52nd and 53rd spots of the roster to try to make it better. So yeah, I fully anticipate them doing something at the at the end of uh, the preseason. Yeah, for for me, you know, it's the Packers, so I don't really see them. I'm I'm kind of agree with Dusty here. I don't see them making any significant moves. I think they they have the guys they want in camp, and um, they'll just cut it down from there. 
Um, and then a food question, I'm going to start pretzels. They're just consistent every time and always reliable. And I feel like that's what you need in a starter. Um, I'm going to cut nuts. I just don't like them enough. Um, and then really Steve, and then I am going to, (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't even on me. That was on you. That was on you. (sighs) And then I'll sit chips, I guess. I'll just power through this answer because whenever I say Steve is just going to giggle. <laughs> Solid oh choice. Solid choice. God. Uh, all right. <laughs> I knew as soon as that answer came up, whether I said I'm going to start them, sit them, or cut them, you'd have some joke that you could make about it. <laughs> oh, God. Next question from... Rob Clements, in a Packers karaoke contest, who wins and what do they sing? And if you could make a song about food, what food would it be? Steve, would your food be about nuts? What's going on with you here? Yours clearly wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, what, David Bakhtiari was in Pitch Perfect, right? Pitch Perfect 2? Uh, he was, yeah. I yeah. that. I'll go. With, I'll go with David Bakhtiari. If I could make a f- song about food, I mean, it's chili time. That's the like. That's the catch. That's that's the hook right there. Well, what's Bakhtiari singing, Steve? Um, I think they were singing "Bootylicious," if I remember correctly. So just just do that thing you did in the yeah, movie. Yeah, have him redo that. that. I mean, he, it's already proven. It, what, they didn't win the competition, but. Yeah, yeah, so he needs to step it up a little. He's right. The, he's but, I mean, he had other guys with him that weren't performing as well. I think it was Sitton and Clay Matthews. So Clay was more worried about, like, having no sleeves and showing off his guns. So I think he, he could handle it solo, for sure. Appreciate the breakdown of a yeah, You're welcome. Tasty. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm just uh, bringing all the important <laughs> Packers content right now. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate you. Um, I'm, I'm going to go – I'm going to go relatively uh, easy choice, I guess, because I didn't think about this too much. I apologize, Rob. Great question. I'm putting Romeo Dobbs, and I'm having him do uh, Dire Straits, Romeo and Juliet. I love that song, and it's a Romeo, Romeo song. So let's just do that. And then I was going to say Oreos, but Weird Al's The White Stuff is already out there, and that's a that's a perfect Oreo song. So you can't go better than that. So I'm going to go uh, just like a 12-bar blues song about pulled pork probably is, is the way I'm going to end up going. What? Oh, yeah. You need to incorporate some bourbon with it too. Oh Old yeah, pork yeah. And bourbon. Oh, it'll make its way in there. It'll yeah. make its way in there. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, for me, I'm going with Jordan Love, um, and I think he's going to sing "Crazy in Love" by Beyonce. Um, it just it fits. Uh, was the first thing that came to mind, um, and I think he was born to perform it. So. <laughs> That's that. And then if I could make a song about a food, it'd probably just be about cheeseburgers or chicken tenders. I, I love a good cheeseburger. Um, and I don't know. I, I didn't get as specific as Dusty with what kind of song it would be. It would just be about that and my love for them. And would, you do a song, would you do a song about Publix? I absolutely, absolutely could do a song about Publix. There are so many, so many options there. They, no, I'm not going to get into it. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> that's not what we're here to discuss. So. 
Alrighty, so moving on to our last question is from DJ Borkovic, I think is how you say that. If I butchered that, I apologize. DJ Borkovic, they want to know, is Zach, Tom, how do you say this, Dusty? Bombadil. Bombadil, starting Mm -hmm. center week one. Apparently, this is a Lord of the Rings reference. Steve and I were completely lost, and Dusty had to fill us in. So, Dusty, why don't you answer this since you're more in the know? He's a he's a forest magician. Uh, oh, they called God. him. I had a friend that called him <laughs> Tom the Bomb. It was a miserable character. Hated Tom Bombadil. Anyway, uh, actually, up, over at Cheesehead TV, little plug. There is a Zach Tom Bombadil shirt uh, with uh, with art from Brett Schoonover. Uh, that's that's tremendous. So if you're if you're interested in that kind of thing, if that's something is your jive, Cheesehead TV's got you covered. Uh, I think they're riding with Myers at center. I know there's been a lot of issues with like. Um, there was even one today, a lot of issues with fumble with fumbled snaps. With, there was one in the preseason game that went over Love's head. There was one today with Love and shotgun, and the ball was snapped at the wrong time and it hit Luke Musgrave on a jet sweep. Uh, it seems like, I know Andy's talked about this a bunch, I think at least once per practice, someone's bobbled a snap, but it's not just been Myers. It's been a lot of different people. I think... I don't know. You can, I think there's ways to shuffle before you move Tom to off of right tackle. I, I mean, I think that's my thing. I think, I think Tom's going to be right tackle and I think right to starting right tackle with a young quarterback is more important right now than, than a center. Uh, Cause I think Myers is fine. He's had some issues, but I think I'd rather have Tom at right tackle. If you're having issues, you can bump say running into center and then have Ryan at right guard, something like that. Like, I think you've got options uh, before you go that right. I, I th- and Tom has spent some time at center, but I don't think he spent a ton of time in practice, and I don't think in preseason at center. I, in my mind, I think he's going in a starting right tackle, and I'm I'm still of the mind. I think at the center is very important to how a to how an offense operates. But I think if you're looking at like you know how the league is structured in terms of pass rushers and all that, a good right tackle is more valuable than than a good center. So I'm I'll take I think I think they view it the same way. So I think Tom's going in as a starting right tackle. Steve, agree, disagree, thoughts. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I have I have no uh, Lord of the Rings comments to make, so I got really? I got nothing else to add. I mean, I've Already? seen the movies. I've ne- never read the read the books, so I had no idea who the hell that guy was. They cut Tom Bombadil from the movies because he's a trash character. That's exactly Wait, why he's not. So in those. They're not even in the movies. No, Tom Bombadil's not in the movies. So, so the question was: They're comparing Zach Tom to a trash character. Yeah. Well, he's a powerful magician, Steve. <laughs> powerful magician, but the songs he sings are dreadful. Oh, oh. <laughs> I'm starting to understand why they cut him from the <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Okay. okay, and I lied. That was not our last question. I forgot that we had a, a late question from our dear friend, Matt Pickett. Uh, two-part question, as always, from Matt. Uh, so, Steve, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, so first part of Matt's question, which Packer has been your biggest surprise and which one has been your biggest disappointment from the preseason? And then sort of on the same trend here, what's the most disappointing food you've ever eaten and what food were you surprised to find that you enjoyed? Matt always has some very in-depth questions, which I appreciate. So uh, thanks for that one. I think I don't, I don't know. I think I had a rant about this last week, so I don't know. Like, I don't take too much away high or low from the preseason. I mean, um, like I said, I, I wasn't expecting much from Jordan Love. I think he's surprised more than I thought he would. Um, you know, Devontae Wyatt being the first-round pick, not really showing up all that much. Um, 
a little bit of disappointment, but I mean, there's just wait, there's so much wiggle room and so much we still don't know that I don't really look too deep into it at this point. Most disappointing food I've ever ate. Uh, I lived in Chicago for six years and it took me, I think three or four years to try Portillo's like the, 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 the beef sandwich. And, um, it had been hyped up so much to me that by the time I actually ate it, I was like, Oh, I mean, it's fine. It's a good sandwich, but like everybody made it out to be the most amazing thing they that, that you'd ever have. And then when you have it, and it's not even remotely close to that. It was that one was wildly wildly disappointing. And then the one that surprised that I enjoy the most is actually oysters. Um, I mean, they look so disgusting. And I, I think it was from friends where Joey called and said <laughs> it just looks like a big booger. <laughs> Um, but I mean, like you, you grow to appreciate them as you get older. I mean, at least I did, you know, a little lemon juice and cocktail sauce and yeah, that's, that's good. And I actually started, uh, doing smoked oysters on the smoker, Ooh. Oh, man, with some, uh, you do a little, uh, garlic Parmesan butter in them. Oh man. Those are, uh, those are real, real nice. So I think my, my surprise is how much I want oysters right now. That's my big surprise, I guess, <laughs> after hearing about Steve Smoker stuff. Uh, my biggest surprise would be Malik Heath, uh, just what he's done. I didn't know a ton about him. I knew a little bit, uh, but just seeing how he's come in and just, I mean, he's not, you know, he's not, doesn't look like a game breaker. He just looks like a guy who comes in, does his job, nice possession receiver, sure hands. So I've been, been really impressed with what I've seen from him. Disappointment. I talked about earlier. It's Devontae Wyatt. It's and again, selfishly. I just want him to blow up in the preseason because we've heard so much in training camp. I hope he does it in the regular season, but so far all, all the hope that I had from training camp is gone uh, just because I, I've, I just haven't seen it from him. So I hope he's able to turn that around, but was not pretty uh, so far in the preseason. So he's my disappointment. Uh, my dis- most disappointing food I ever ate, I'll probably go. It's been years. It's been years. But uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse had a steak there. Really? It was so hyped up. And I can't remember. I, there was one in um, outside of Indianapolis, I think. This was, uh, I mean, 15 years ago at this point. I remember thinking, this is going to be like the best thing I've ever had. And like, it was fine. It was perfectly fine. Maybe I ordered the wrong thing. I have no idea. But everyone else talking about how great it was, and I was so looking forward to it, and it just it let me down. And it's the only time I've been there because it's expensive, and <laughs> I don't have one around me. So at some point, maybe I will go back and I will change my opinion. But yeah, it's kind of let down because uh, I love steak. So then it's just it was not a great one. Surprised uh, chicken and waffles. It does not. It's always been one of those where I was like, I don't know how that would go together because waffle gets soggy and all that. I think the first time I had a chicken waffle was like, I've wasted all of my life up until this moment when I've had eating this chicken waffle. So that one shocked me. And there's still when I get good chicken waffles, man, there's nothing like it. It just it tastes so good. There's a there's a video. I don't like it was going around on Facebook. You totally need to watch it. Um, it's it totally reminds me of like you said, you wasted your life not tasting that. It's this vegetarian guy who's like 30 years old who then starts filming himself eating all like types of meat and everything in the world. Like, so the first time he eats bacon, he's like, oh my God, have you guys tried this before? It's Ron Swanson winning the burger contest by uh, by just buying like food and stuff, ground beef. <laughs> food <basically>. and stuff, <laughs> yep. That's where I get all my food and stuff. <laughs> Classic. Sorry, ADHD brain took me away for a minute. You're good. You're good. 
Uh, for me, biggest surprise has honestly been Sean Clifford. I That was a huge question mark for me when the Packers drafted him even as a backup, and he's he's surprised me. I mean, obviously he's not going to be the starter, um, but there were thing, I saw things there that I just did not think were possible, um, and obviously he's not going to be like an impact player, but it's one of those that just you say good for him because, um, you know, he was projected – not to even be drafted and the Packers kind of drafted him out of nowhere. So uh, that's been a, a surprise for me. Uh, biggest disappointment is probably Anders Carlson. I mean, he, we already talked about this earlier, but not good. And after, you know, consistency with Mason Crosby, I think this might be a little bit of culture shock for a lot of Packers fans. So that's been pretty disappointing. Uh, as far as food, the most disappointing food I've ever ate. Um, Probably Steve is already laughing and I haven't even answered. Why? Why? An answer popped in my head. It was funny. What is it? Say it. (laughs) It was going to be like the kids' mac and cheese at Cheesecake Factory. (laughs) No. It was actually recently my most disappointing food. I can't remember if I talked about it on our show or not, Uh, but Chicken Guy. Um, Guy's restaurant, um, his chicken restaurant, and it's hyped up. Everyone says it's so good. And I went, and at least the location that I went to sucked. The chicken was dry. The breading was horrible. Everything was bad. And, and the worst part was one of my coworkers really hyped this up and was like, we should go for lunch. And we, a group of us went, and a bunch of us had never been besides this one person. And everyone started eating their chicken. And we all looked at each other and were like, yeah, this place sucks. We're, we're never coming back here. Uh, so that was super disappointing because everyone had hyped it up so much. And it just wasn't good. Um, and a food I was surprised that I enjoyed. Um, another recent one, but hard-boiled eggs. I never liked those before. And like just the thought of them grossed me out. And then I had one recently and it really wasn't that bad. And it really shocked me. What um, because point in I, your I, life were you in that you like found a hard boiled egg at this point? And you were like, I will try this again, even though I've hated them all my life. Like what well, was it came on a salad that okay. I got okay. and I was starving. And I'm like, I will eat every single thing on this plate because I am that hungry, even if it is disgusting. And then when I ate it, it was shocking because I'm like, that really didn't taste that bad. I would order that again the same way and eat it even if I wasn't like dying of hunger. Um, so that was surprising for me. So yeah, two recent answers. Uh, so thanks Matt for bringing up some recent trauma for me. I really appreciate it. Um, all right, that will do it for questions this week. Before we go, Steve, why don't you start us off? Any final thoughts before you head out on your adventure? No, just uh, enjoy the last preseason game. Have some fun before the regular season gets going. Uh, if you do have any fantasy football questions, I'm available. But, uh, yeah, outside of that, man, I'm just excited for a little bit of break. I got, uh, including the long holiday weekend, I will be off work, work for like two weeks, which is – I haven't can't tell you the last time that's ever happened. So um, that will be really cool for me. And, um, yeah. Enjoy some time with your your loved ones on the holiday, and enjoy some some NFL some real NFL football coming up here quick. I've got my normal stuff, I guess, over on YouTube. I've got some breakdowns. I've got uh, Jordan Love, all of his dropbacks, and kind of talking about 
scheme and concept and decision making and blah 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 blah. It's shorter this week. I was able to get that down to like twenty five minutes. It was like forty some odd. So that's good. Uh, I'm trying to trying to get better about that. But that's up. And that was a, another interesting look. I think in far as what they're running, what his process is, and, and all of that, which has been really really awesome. Uh, I got a shorter one on a vertical RPO they ran, which is something I've been begging them to do for years, and they didn't because Aaron Rodgers hated them with a fiery fiery passion. And they ran one this past week. So it's kind of one of those, are they going to be doing this in the regular season? So that was fun. I talked about that. I'm hoping in the next day or two, I'll have a, a Rashid Walker breakdown as well. And then uh, today on Cheesehead TV, I kind of get into a one play, one specific concept. It was incomplete to Musgrave when Love was in the game. And kind of talk about uh, the slam route off of that play action boot concept and kind of how it's supposed to be run, how Musgrave ran it, how that can mess up the spacing and all of that stuff. So that's going to be on Cheesehead today. And then I do want to mention, if you've not watched it, Tom Grassi had uh, yesterday uh, his, I think I think this is a seventh year doing this, where he sits down with Mark Murphy, gets about 30 minutes with Mark Murphy, sits down, asks some questions. It's always a fun conversation. Uh, Grassi, I think, does a really good job as far as like asking questions that are not um, – you know, not like, boy, this is such a great organization, but he asked stuff about like what, you know, the social media stuff that I know has been, been a fairly big conversation recently. Why aren't they keeping up with some of the rest of the teams? Like you get some good answers. And if, if you want to see above all else, if you want to see Mark Murphy laughing about the fact that people actually like Kirk Cousins now, it's worth a watch for that, if nothing else. So I definitely head over there and check that out. Cause that's, a, that was a really fun watch today. Was there a good answer about their social media? Not really. He said like, he said like the other teams will do stuff. We don't really want to do. I made a couple notes. Like he said, <laughs> he said something like we're paying a lot of people to do a lot of things, which like, that's not a really good answer. But he said like, there's, <laughs> there's certain things we won't do. He said there, there, he said, he kept saying our focus is on football and like real football fans. And then he talked about casual football fans uh, watching the quarterback show and how that was good for like the casual fan, but they're focused more on real football, which some of that didn't really connect for me. Cause it's like, well, if you're mm-hmm. catering to the real football fan, whatever the real football fan is, wouldn't that mean airing practices? Cause he did bring out grass. He was like, you get like Kansas city chiefs are out there. Like, airing their entire practice like live streaming that stuff and then people are getting kicked out of practice so he brought that stuff up but i don't i don't remember all of his answers i i think the stuff on that front was relatively rote and didn't do much for me but sure. um overall i think a good conversation i like the fact that i like the fact that he brought that stuff up so it's uh they're yeah, good cool. questions if nothing else i i enjoyed it interesting um my final thought it's actually related to fantasy football as well i have my draft in like 10 days or so um and i need a good name so if anyone has any good fantasy football names, I can accept any serious, funny, whatever you want. Uh, tweet me or DM me. I- I'm open to suggestions. But the last couple of years, I've just been Team Eskelly, and I don't. I want to be unique and funny. So help me out. Um, open to suggestions. The Cheesecake Factory. I could, but that would be <laughs> win. So no, <laughs> I will not let you in. Um, so anything that's not related to that um, would be great. Uh, but let me know because I really want to have a good name this year. All right. Well, Steve, wishing you the best on your adventure. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Um, as always, you know where to follow us at Pack a Day Podcast, at Steve Perhatch, at Dusty Evely, and at Sarah Kelleher 4. Dusty and I will be back next week. And as always, go Pack Go. Go. <laughs>